Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sunday here is on the, the first day of fall. It's the first day of fall. It is. It doesn't really feel like it, but it is. Yeah. Um, you're listening to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters, who is Already cracked yeah. open a beer well, was, for the second day in a row. And I figured on it was the show. first day of fall, so I'd go pumpkin porter. I love that. Yeah. I would join you, but I am drinking a lot later, so I <laughs> need to say. But yeah, it it's all your Friday, me. and yeah. you still have fun. It's I'm, it's it's I'll fun be in Friday. Bed by the time you're going to have fun, it's Friday. fun Friday, as I said. Yeah. Um, like yesterday, Craig will be joining us midway through the show, um, live from the ice den with updates from day two of Arizona Coyotes training camp. Maybe we'll get some more photo bombs. Like, Tyson did you see Nash. his stand up? Like, the, a stand up that for Craig does a stand up. He brought his phone and did a little interview at the ice stand. Like, did you see it? Yes. Like, could we have one of the people here that went to journalism school tell him about how to frame a shot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you an example of Craig at his. This is Craig at the ice stand. For the. <laughs> I love how you, you said that as if Craig didn't go to journalism school. That was, he went to a very different journalism that school. That was the framing Craig for Craig. did go to journalism <laughs> yeah. school. He went to a well, journalism did they have school cameras different back age. Then? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they maybe they yeah. didn't have cameras. That they was, definitely didn't have Twitter. For those who are listening on audio, PD just literally got up and put his Craig face was very close. Like, it was a very big shot of Craig's big head. <laughs> so, back up. Just, <laughs> just a little. Just a tip. Not like I can do it either, but just, just a tip. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. Coming in hot on a Friday. Nicholas said that's not Petey's first pumpkin porter today. <laughs> I know. I am coming in hot. Couldn't sleep. Can't sleep. I'm not getting any sleep. I was up at 345 today. Like to, right now, it's like almost dinner time. <laughs> you get up at 345. I'm buzzing right now. Oh, my God. Not beer buzzing. Just, just bu- <laughs> nothing, nothing new for us here on this show. Well, the Coyotes are hitting the road tomorrow for... The first time this season, they're going to be on the road a lot in the next few months. Um, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. We'll talk about the rest of day one, some other updates, all the travel updates from day two, and then uh, a little bit of fun bits at the end. So first, diving in, if you didn't catch Craig's close-up shot that PD just described on Twitter, on our PHNX underscore Coyote's Twitter, um, Craig reported not the things that we talked about yesterday 
Andrew yeah. Ladd moving to the IR, Jacob Chikrin out, Clayton Keller back on the ice. Um, but a couple other notes, Boko Amama's day-to-day and Cam Deneen day-to-day. But it looked like today, based on the Arizona Coyotes' Twitter account, that Shane Gossespierre was back on the ice. Yeah, so I, th- I don't know. That is just based on yeah, we'll pictures I saw. In. We'll ask Craig, but... When he gets on. Yeah, and this, this is hard, and it, it's hard for those guys. Jacob Chicken's going to make this hockey club. Like, he's on the team. Yeah. He's going to be a, a regular on the left side on the, on the back end. But for guys like Boko Amama and Dyson Mayo, it's hard to miss miss any Camp, ice time. Cam Deneen. Camp. What did I say? Dyson Mayo. Oh, sorry. Cam Deneen. See, Same, that's all these I defensemen. Mean, similar. Yeah, but, but 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 for Cam Deneen, you've got to you've got to be there. Yeah. You've got to be there for the practices. You've got to soak up. He'll sit in the meetings, but you got to be on the ice. And most importantly, you have to be available for these early games because this is the opportunity when they start games tomorrow. These, these first three or four games are when the younger guys have a better opportunity to get into those games and get seen. Because when you get into the last three or four, you've got to play your veterans because you have to start getting that chemistry, the camaraderie, who's going to play with who. You're trying to pick that last, you know, the 23rd, 24th player. You're really trying to narrow it down to who's going to make this team. So you have to make a splash in that first four games. And for Cam Deneen, who got into the NHL last year, he got to play NHL games. He's right on that bubble for me. I mean, he's a guy that that has a potential to make this team. Yeah. So he's got to be healthy. So hopefully it's nothing that's going to keep him out for any length of time and he still gets the opportunity to play some games here. Are games always played this soon after training camp starts? Why does it feel like there's no time at all on the ice and now they're headed to Wichita and Tucson Saturday and Sunday? When I was driving in today, I was trying to think of the old school training camps. Like Keith Kachuk, Jeremy Rolnock, like old school training camps. They weren't this. So first, guys didn't come in shape like they do now. Yeah, they came in they to, used get, it in to shape. get in shape. Yeah. Right, and day one, guys maybe hadn't skated as much. Now guys skate all summer. Guys don't have personal trainers. They didn't then. They do now. Um, so that part of it's different, and the rules that the CBA has provided are much different. We talked about the three-hour rules. So these first five days of camp, you have three-hour rules. From the time you have your first schedule event, whether it's an eight o'clock stretch or a meeting or whatever that is, you have three hours. That's it. You have to play for three hours. Back then, whatever you wanted. We have two days. We're going to skate at nine in the morning. We're going to skate at three in the afternoon. We'll have a meeting at five. Like, tough. This is your job. Yeah. So that was different. And the other thing that was different is it took a lot longer. You waited seven to 10 days before you played a game. And then you played a lot of games. Like You could play eight to 12. And you just don't play that amount of games, no. and you play games right away now. I, I mean, I understand the need for the games. They want to see players in that game competition, how they compete against the opponent. They've been you know, practicing for so long over the summer against each other. But what it doesn't allow you to do is it doesn't allow coaches to implement their systems. And I know we talk a lot about systems. In football, it's your playbook that you get to run through plays. In, in hockey, it's how you approach any situation on the ice, your four check. Are we sending one player? Are we sending two? Are we going to the wall? Are we going through the dots? All of those things you need to practice, you need to do on video, and you need to practice again so that they become second nature. The problem when you play a game on day three, you have no time to do that. They haven't had time to do power play and penalty kill practice. There's no way they've worked on special teams yet. You just don't have time. You have three hours over two days and you're playing a game. So they're going to go into Wichita, the game tomorrow, without working on their power play and penalty kill. Now, is that a big deal? Probably not. No. 
But at some point, you've got to start working on things and you play so many games in so many days. Yeah. Practice days dwindle in a hurry. Yeah. And so it's, it's really important, mostly for these games, these early games are the new draft picks, the guys that PTO guys and young guys to show, hey, here I am. Like, expect a fight or two. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, you're going to see guys over these first two days that might be gone early next week. Yeah. So you got to show something in these first two games. We'll talk to Craig when he gets here about when we can expect the first round of cuts and when the cuts will be happening. Um, but just some dates to know of significance based on, you know, not everyone on in training camp is obviously going to make this roster. Um, and, you know, they might decide they who they're going to cut based on these schedules, which is that the QMJHL started yesterday. The WHL season starts today. The OHL season starts next week. So all of those teams and leagues are getting back into it. So maybe, you know, if you're deciding, if if you if you've made the decision that they're probably not going to make the team, maybe that factors into your decision making. And then Tucson Roadrunners training camp begins October 2nd. Yeah. So all these happen quick. And yeah, it's the, very and that's fast. why these games for those players are so important. It's but a lot this of pressure. is one thing interesting that I, I read in Andre Turney's comments yesterday was he wants to in in these games, he says it's very important he wants his veterans to play four games. That I think it's important for the guys that he's got penciled yeah. in on the team to get four games. Well, so his strategy, according to what Craig wrote, is he plots out and puts those guys in first. Where do I see these guys fitting over these seven games? Then I fill in with the young guys. And what I've seen, I've been in the room and I know in the in the Rick Tockett era, it was literally the opposite. You'd put up 20 slots and you'd uh, for each game and you'd put them up and you'd fill in the guys that the scouts, the management, assistant general manager, all those guys had to see. We're going to put those guys up first. This guy has to get a game. He's got to get two games. We really want to get a better look like a Dylan Gunther. We really want to get a good look at Dylan Gunther. So let's get him penciled in first. Let's get his workload first. So they went the opposite. Did the rookies first, the young guys first, the guys you really wanted to look at first, and traditionally early, but like a guy like Gunther. Yeah, we're going to put Gunther in one of the last games because we know the other opponents are going to have their NHL guys in, and we want to see if he can compete. Hmm. And then you start filling in the veterans. Like a, a Shane Doan, for example. Well, Shane ramps up. He's been here enough. He only needs two games. Uh, Phil Kessel, you know, Phil, we know what Phil is. We don't need to see Phil. We don't want him getting hurt or fatigued. Phil will play two. So it goes almost the opposite. So to hear Bear saying that he wants to get those veterans in, and and really get them focused on three or four games, get their cohesive playing together. I think that's a testament to how many different players are on this roster, yeah. how many veteran guys and older guys he's bringing in to a new system and a new surrounding with new players. So I think that's why it's so important for him to go about it that way. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's a big challenge for the coaching staff, for sure, to, to map this out. And a bigger challenge, not just for the coaching staff, because they have to decide – the rosters, but not only decide the rosters, decide who they're sending where. Because starting tomorrow, like we said, the Coyotes are headed to Wichita, but not all of the Coyotes, because the other group of them are headed to Tucson. Um, let's pull up this map that Sean made. Shout we gotta out give Sean. Sean a shout out on this one. This yeah, is an this outstanding, is unbelievable graphic. So over the next fifteen days, the Coyotes. Do not play. I mean, you can count Tucson. Tucson at least is in Arizona, but the Coyotes do not play a 
They play a quote-unquote home game. Wichita is a home game, technically, on the calendar. Uh, Wichita, Tucson, I'm going Tulsa, to Wichita. Anaheim, Vegas, wow. Vancouver, and Boise from started September 24th to October 8th. And that's, an, that's over 7,000 miles traveled, if, if you just kind of map that out. Absolutely unbelievable. And let's not forget how the Coyotes start their regular season on the road. They start with their first 20 of 24 on the road. 20 of 24 on the road. So the Coyotes are not going to be 27 of 31 games on the road. And it starts tomorrow, <laughs> basically. It, so there's so many things that I want to unwrap with this. First of all, the graphic, absolutely phenomenal. Because I think that A plus work. Yeah, A plus. We got to social the hell out of that. Hundred really cool. percent. And um, so the mileage seventy five hundred miles over that day. Now a couple things. We talked about they've still got you know you've got over forty five fifty guys in camp right now. So not everybody is going to travel to seven games. Okay, like the guys that we talked about, they they have enough players now that they can fly to Wichita tomorrow, and there's enough players here to go to Tucson the next day without having overlap because. Interestingly enough, when you travel for preseason, most often, if allowable, and it, it works, teams fly day of game. And I, I the Coyotes will fly day of game to Wichita. Now, what does that mean? Well, why do they do it is they want to get a practice in here and you're leaving those other guys behind. So Coach Turini and his staff want to work with the group that's staying. They want to have them in meetings. They want to have them on the ice, but they still want to be able to focus on the game. So they want to be here in the morning. So that's the reason they fly day of game. The other thing it does, and it cuts down on some expenses, no hotels, no meal rooms. But most importantly, you get to give attention to the guys that are left behind and staying here. So now you're traveling and you get back. You're playing in Wichita, two time zones away. You're playing late. You get in town, I don't know, you get into bed 1.32 in the morning. So you don't want those players having to get up and go to Tucson the next day because that's how you start getting injuries. But guess who does have to go? The support <laughs> staff, the coaching staff. Like we, I can't wait to see Bear in Tucson. He's going to be a, a tired man. Yeah. But those guys have to see all of the players, the coaches, the scouts, the management team. You've got to see the players in Wichita. You've got to get up and you've got to go see the players in Tucson. You're evaluating those guys to make that team. So it's imperative that you make these trips. So now you're traveling day of game. So that will make a little bit of difference in travel. But think of that on your body when you fly a lot. You're getting up. I get exhausted. I'm just exactly. like a normal mid-20s person. Practicing here, getting on a plane, flying to Wichita. The second you get off the plane, right to the rink, get dressed, change, play, back to the plane, come back. That's hard. Yeah. That's really hard. So I am I have never been involved with a team or a franchise that played every single preseason game on the road. I've mm. never seen it. I, I'm concerned mildly about, we talked about injuries. The reality is they have to do this. There is no choice. We talked about the facilities at ASU are not ready. They have no choice. They've got to play these games, and this works out the best way to do that. But it's hard, and it's hard. It's hard on your body. It's hard mentally, and you're not at home. And it's when you're looking at a daunting schedule of playing 20 of 24 games on the road already, and we're talking that schedule, we've seen it it's from the east, upper northeast part of this country and it ends going all the way to the, the southwest it's a hard schedule and when you go okay training camp i've got to do what to where to, to tulsa but boise Wait, but <laughs> yeah, these can are you not, give me a map these are not traditional they're not nhl markets so which brings me to the next point <laughs> 
is these are not NHL cities. So what does that mean? Well, if, if you're landing wheels down and you go right to the rink and you go to any NHL city, every coach, every equipment guy, medical guy, video guy, everybody there, every player knows exactly where to get inside the building, where to go for your locker room, where to get dressed, where the coffee pot is, how to get out to the ice, everything. You know where to go. In NHL cities, you know the procedures and how things work. The equipment guys can get uh, from the truck at the loading dock and they know right where to go. They don't know where to go in Wichita or Tulsa or Boise. They're not NHL cities. They've never been there before. And you roll in and you've got to play in two hours. <laughs> it's not, I know it seems small, but I, as a video guy, we, we went to the craft, we went to the craft game and we were in Sylvan Lake, Alberta. And you're like, where do I plug in? Like, where you're do like, I, I don't even know where the outlets are. And yeah. I swear there was no outlet in the room I was supposed to set up in. I have four computers. Like, I need power. So we spent an hour trying to get me power to that room. And I know it's it's just a small example of some of the things that they won't be prepared for until they get boots on the ground. And I tell you what, the Coyotes are the home team tomorrow. So they're responsible for all of those ancillary little things. It's going to be all hands on deck when they get there. And it's luckily for the players, they'll walk in and go, okay, your stall is there. There's yeah. your stuff. Go play. It's the other people. It's the other support staff that are going to have to bear the brunt of how does this all work. Um, the good news is when you play in, in non-traditional markets like this, people show up. Yeah, People go. Like you play in Anaheim at the Duck Pond in a preseason game on a Tuesday, it ain't going to be full. You go to Boise, Idaho, it's going to be full. Yeah, and if you read Craig's story too, um, a lot of the GMs in those cities because there's – you know, ECHL teams, et cetera, in those cities talk about just the demand um, for tickets and how quickly things sell out. And, you know, there's some, some of these cities, they don't have major sports teams. So this is, you know, their one look this year at a major sports team. And there, there's definitely demand for it. And on the flip side of this whole thing, which, you know, shout out to the Coyote staff and for NHL sure. staff, and not just the Coyotes um, for the visiting for like St. Louis and Anaheim coming in as well. But for to grow in these cities, you know, we talk about how important just growing the game is and we always fight for Arizona as a hockey market. It's really great to get to go to these places, Kansas, Oklahoma, Idaho. Those are places that you don't necessarily think yep. of, but who knows, maybe little kids come to this game and this is the thing that's going to make them decide they want to play hockey and then in, you know, 15 years we're going to see the first overall pick from Tulsa yeah you know like that's what's so special and unique and I think you know obviously they're playing other teams but the Coyotes especially on the games their home teams have a unique opportunity to grow their fandom across the country yeah, you're a hundred percent right and not only maybe one of those kids is wearing a kachina here in a week but they love the sport and they watch it on tv or they become a hockey fan from this and when you go to these communities you can see how appreciative the fan base is to be there. Like there will be a buzz in the town. You roll into the rink, there will be a buzz outside the building. And it, it's hard to get that for preseason hockey. It's hard to get excited in those bigger cities. Like you talk about the LA and Anaheim and eh, like people don't flock and sell out preseason games, but they will in these in neutral sites. And, you know, that's what Javier Gutierrez said. It's an opportunity to get Coyotes fans in non-traditional markets yeah. and places we hadn't looked before. And especially cities like that that might not have 
um, a team that they naturally uh-huh. cheer for. Maybe this is they're going in this game saying, "Oh, I'll like I'll decide who." It's people. The way people decide to be fans of teams is so like it's random. Be, if you don't have so that team already. If you don't, yeah, yep. if you don't have it. And, I mean, maybe people in Tulsa are Dallas Stars fans because it's yep. the closest market to them. But maybe not. Maybe they're looking. Maybe there's a lot. There could be people going to this game who've never seen a hockey game before. Yep. Like, that's what's so exciting about this. So, it's really a great opportunity for the Coyotes. Um, so, all the hard work will pay off. Yeah, and I think the other thing to keep in mind through these games and the travel and all these things, there's a couple things to look at for Coyote fans specifically. One don't worry about wins and losses. I mean, we're, we're hardly going to worry about wins and losses in the regular season. So <laughs> sure as hell ain't going to worry about them now. Um, make sure guys get through it without getting hurt. That's probably yeah. the most important thing I want to see if I'm a Coyote fan. I don't want to see guys getting hurt in training camp. I mean, we saw Barrett Hayton go down last it's year in training ha- camp. It's going to happen in somewhere in the league. So let's hope <laughs> it. You know, Quentin Byfield, the star in LA, went down in the rookie tournament last year and was out for a long time. We don't want to see that in this competition early for any teams. Let's get everybody going healthy. Um, That's number one. And secondly, we want to see how some of these names that have been acquired, whether it's a guy like Dylan Gunther or it's a guy that they're just bringing in. How does Zach Cassian fit? What is Nick Bukestead looking like? I think it's an opportunity to really see how these guys are going to fit. And most importantly, they need to work hard. Let's hope that the the ground is set right now that this is the way the Coyotes are going to play that they're going to work hard, and that's what we're going to see. So I think for me, watching the Coyotes, I want to see a team that works hard, comes out with injuries, and see if the new guys fit in. So that's what I'm looking for. And honestly, I want to see the goaltending. Where does the goaltending fall out? I'm sure you're going to see more um, opportunities for everybody to play a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, with Veggie being the de facto number one early, I, I'm sure he's probably looking at three starts. And he'll probably play two completes, a third start, and cut it in half. But you want to see if they can get some consistency in the goaltending and maybe pick up another goalie before this whole camp is over. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, RG in the chat is a Coyotes fan that'll be at the Tulsa game. Oh, that's fantastic. So tweet us a picture of yourself yeah, in the awesome. crowd, RG. And also, YKB said Boise is a great hockey town. Uh, lived there for two years. They love their minor league hockey team up there. So. It's going to be a lot of fun. And those are, we talked about hockey cities. They might not be NHL cities, but they are hockey cities. Like I, I know the Steelheads oh, yeah. up there in Boise, they've, they've, it is a great little hockey. It's a, it's a big, small town in yeah. Boise. And I know Absolutely. they support their team. Absolutely. Um, well, Craig has called, but Craig, He's I'm going to leave you in the green room for He's a second wait. because um, I want to, I just pulled up DraftKings because I was curious if there were any lines for preseason games, which there are not, which is probably for the best because yeah. The only guarantee I would say would be an over, maybe, in a preseason game. Yeah, take the um, over. But there's plenty of other things you can bet on on DraftKings right now. You can do all the team futures for the NHL. You can do individual awards um, if you want to get in on that. This is a great time to lock that in before any team even plays a preseason game because that's going to adjust the lines. And like Petey said, if we see a major injury, that's going to adjust things. So get in on your bets now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And uh, Sean... For his weekly pick of the week, Sean, what do you got? And nobody's going to be shocked. Yeah, no surprise here. It's Buffalo Bills minus five at the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> surprise. I mean, I'm going to keep picking it until they give me a reason not to. Everything they, They've blown out both opponents that they've played Bills so far. Um, I just don't think the Dolphins are going to have anything for this Bills team. So <sighs> minus five seems a little low considering how good both sides of the – honestly, all three factors of the Bills have been. 
offense, special teams, and defense. So, so yeah. is that the over too? Because if I want to do the same game parlay, <sighs> what is the over Probably set really at? Um, it is set at fifty three. Probably, I would probably lean the over, um, just because of what the Dolphins did last week and their their comeback. And, I mean, the Bills have put up big points both both games, so I would lean towards the over. Tyree Kill has had good games against the Bills, and when he was with okay. the Chiefs, so he has the potential to do Let's that again. Let's go! So. I'm All taking right. it right now. That's, that's how easy this is, by the way. That's Sean's uh, right DraftKings pick of the week, and the parlay is a good idea because there's a promo going on right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, for new customers, if you bet just $5 on any NFL team to win, you'll get $200 in free bets if they do. So if you want to do that on the Buffalo Bills, get your $200 in free bets that way. And then everyone, so including you, PD, can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays right now for every leg you add. You can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long it's simple download the DraftKings sportsbook use promo code phnx that's promo code phnx on DraftKings. minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details a game that i am not going to be betting on this weekend is the arizona state utah game because there's for me personally there's too much of in the air um it's a big change you know herm is out but it's really exciting and like I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a wildcat, but I'm excited. I'm invested. Where are you gonna watch the game? Well, I don't know yet, but I know where I'm gonna pregame the game. <laughs> yeah, you. And are. that's at Four Peaks with Sean, with the Sun Devils crew. Um, we'll be out at Four Peaks this Saturday to will the team on. It's the best place to be for a tailgate, and let me tell you why. For fifty dollars, you get access to a all-you-can-eat buffet that has. Chicken wings, nachos, pizza, barbecued grilled chicken sandwich, pulled pork barbecue sandwich, and get this, pumpkin porter cheesecake and donut holes for dessert. Worth the 50 bucks right there. Plus, you'll get two Four Peaks beers and a free ride to the stadium. And we'll have games. Uh, Sean and Shane and Totri will be there playing Cornhole, Jenga, and Connect Four. You can probably do some wagering on those games. <laughs> Why not make it more exciting? And the first 15 people to sign up will receive a ticket to the game and a PHNX membership. So that's a $150 value for just $50. A PHNX membership is about $60. So even that alone, plus the game ticket, plus all that food, the drinks, like, uh, and the experience. And the game. Let's go. Yeah. You get to go to the game. And then the next 15 people receive a PHNX membership. So sign up now. You can buy tickets in the link in our show notes. You must be 21 or older um, and enjoy your Four Peaks responsibly. But it's going to be a blast this Saturday. I really – I'm, I'm going to be there. Um, so come on down. I've got the Pumpkin Porter and Craig's Honor going right here. Yep, absolutely. Not the cheesecake, just the beer. Well, let's bring in Craig live from the Ice Den in Scottsdale. Craig, how's it going? Day two of camp. Not a lot to, to report up here, but Shane Gossespierre – was on the ice today, so when they said uh, it was just a minor tweak, they were serious. I, you know, I saw him skating before with Boko Amama, and I thought, okay, he's not going to be in again. But he obviously felt well enough to go through a full practice, and I had a chance to sit down and talk with him for a story that you'll find on gophnx.com at some point soon. But Shane Gossesbear back at practice, ready to go in camp. 
That is good news. Uh, any other injury updates? We talked about some of the ones you reported yesterday with Cam Deneen and Boko Mama. Is there any update on those? We won't get those until Andre Tourigny talks after the second session, which you can see going on right behind me. Um, by the way, I called in early, Leah and Petey, because I had light beams stabbing me in the head, and I, I wanted Sean to sort it all out for me. So it, it appears to look okay now. Okay, good. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time you've had light beams no, light stabbing your, your head. No. Um, another thing we were discussing, Craig, before you got here was the schedule, the potential schedule of when cuts are going to be made. Do you have any more insight on that? We mentioned the um, the CHL teams or leagues when they're starting and the Roadrunners training camp. Do you have any insight on when the first rounds of cuts will be made? Yeah, I mean, again, we'll, I'll get to talk to Andre after this uh, session ends, but I would think that with the queue having started yesterday, the WHL starting today, and the OHL starting next week, we might see a few of those fringe guys, you know, guys who, you know, were just, you know, they were in rookie camp, or the, they're getting a look in camp, but they're not serious players for these rosters. I would imagine a few of those guys could be headed back next week so that they can join their, their teams in the CHL. Um, aside from that, we'll... We'll have to wait and see what Andre says for the schedule of cuts. I know you guys have already mentioned the dates, but October 2nd is a date to watch because, of course, that's when the Tucson Roadrunners start their own training camp. So you need to have enough guys to fill a training camp. Yeah, and this is unique, too, because we talked about the games all being on the road. So it's a unique setup. Hey, you still need to keep enough guys around to make sure you can fill all of these rosters for all of these games. So you might see a guy or two that might, in a traditional training camp, might have gone home earlier, might stay a day or two later because you've got to, the eventuality of all these games and all these days, you might want to have the availability of a few more extra bodies to hanging around. Yeah, I, I mean, I wrote about the uh, the challenge of everybody focused on the regular season, right? 20 of the first 24 on the road, but... They're playing all seven preseason games on the road as well, and four of them are in non-NHL cities. So, and PD, you know, uh, the challenge. Yeah, we had a long discussion. It's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard, and all the challenges they're going to have to deal with. We talk about the challenges at Mullet. Those challenges are going to be, you know, similar in these other buildings. Once the Kyries get into Mullet, two weeks later, they'll have everything down. They'll know where everything is. You know, the Band-Aids, what cover are the Band-Aids in? Like, they'll get all that sorted out. But you go into Wichita, no, no idea. Like, and it's yep. a whirlwind in and out. It's tough. It's a, it's a real tough situation to be in. Yeah, I'm really curious how he's going to manage the roster. I mean, we have, they have these back-to-back games, obviously, this weekend. And I would think for the Tucson game, there are going to be a lot of players that have played for the Roadrunners. That'd just be my guess. But Andre did say that he wants, you know, to manage the veterans early on. He doesn't want to wear these guys out. So you're going to use a lot of those other guys that we just talked about in these first few games. And then he wants to be veteran heavy in the last three or four games of the preseason you talk about the roster juggling too the other thing we talked about that i, I want to get a deeper insight as we go along is how they're going to manage the goaltenders and and how and who we're going to see over the next seven games i think that's going to be something i'm looking for um how they highlight that position during the next 10 days yeah i'm definitely going to ask andre about that as well and and listen both he and bill have said that there's opportunity for these young guys to grab a spot but you know i I'm going to keep saying it. I, I just don't see a guy in this camp that can be the backup goalie uh, on the Coyotes going into the NHL season. I, I, I don't think they want to do that to Karel Vemelko. First of all, I don't think they want to do that to the team. I don't think these guys are ready. You need a more competent backup. You need a, you know, a situation like you had last year when Scott Wedgwood came aboard where you could spell Karel Vemelka more and 
and give him probably the rest that he deserves instead of throwing out throwing him out there too many times. They just don't have that guy in camp right now. I don't think they have a guy ready. So again, keep an eye on the waiver wire and other opportunities that they might have as camp draws to a close and the regular season approaches. Absolutely. Um, somebody that comes up a lot that we project a lot is Dylan Gunther and Roaring Fork in the comments said that he will, or they want Gunther on this team. If he shows he can hang, he should be in the Coyote system with Coyote's coaches. The WHL will not be challenging enough for him to properly develop since Tucson isn't an option. I know we talk about this all the time, but what do you guys think? If Dylan Gunther has an outstanding camp in preseason, like, does he have a chance? I think he has a chance. I mean, he's got to, but he's really got to seize the opportunity. Listen, there, there are a lot of things to worry about with Dylan Gunther right now. He's, he's not physically mature enough, in my opinion, to be on this roster this season. And there are concerns about where you play him. If you play him in the top six, he's going to have to play significant minutes and he's going to face really tough matchups around the NHL that I don't think he's ready for. Um, and there, that, there's that whole, you know, argument between juniors guys and pro guys okay should you have the exception for a 19 year old should they be able to play in the AHL Andre Turingi is not one of those guys that believes you need to play in pros I, I had a chat with him about this and he thinks there's still a lot to be gained by going back to juniors you build confidence you get in you know all sorts of situations maybe you'll get the chance to play in the Memorial Cup that he they missed out on last year because of injuries so again it's it's a split camp on that I know there are people on both sides of it and I think they're legitimate arguments but if I'm betting, maybe they give Dylan Gunther a nine-game trial, but I, I really think that in order for him to make this roster, he's going to have to blow them away. Yeah, and even beyond that, Craig, you, you, you in your article where we talked about how many spots are really there. Like, yeah. You look, you go down the roster, you can pencil 10 guys in, or pretty close to penciling 10 guys in before you even start. And then you got to look at Chase on. You want to go to Alex Chase on, Stanley Cup winner, veteran guy, on a PTO, do you see that being a better fit for this club right now than a Dylan Gunther? Well, frankly, I do. Like I and I, I want Dylan Gunther. He's he's the future. He is a guy that's going to be here when this team comes through the other side, and they start winning. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I believe that. I think he's going to be a top six forward in the National Hockey League. I think he's going to help this team get over the hump. It's just not right now. I don't see him being a good fit in the top six for this team right now. And if you're going to have him on the bottom six, he's not getting enough ice time, not getting enough touches. He's not on the power play. So why would he be here? I don't think that's the right path for development. But guess what? I don't work there. So it's not my problem. I'll sit and I'll defer to them. But but you got to look at Chase on fits exactly what they're trying to do. Bring a veteran guy into the room. Do it the right way. He's a bigger body guy. I just think that. That makes more sense. So I, I'd, yeah. I'd be very, very surprised, Craig, to see a guy like Dylan Gunther crack this lineup. Now, playing a game or two, that wouldn't surprise me. Just to see where you stack up. And it also gives Dylan Gunther, if you get him in a game or two, to go, oh, okay, I get it. Like, this is big boys now. And I get, it might be a little bit, I got to go work on some things. And it might. Mm -hmm. It might just go, okay, I've got. there is more to my game I got to work on before I'm ready for this for 82 games. So we'll see. We'll see. We've got, got plenty of time over the next two weeks, two and a half, three weeks to see how this ends up. But that would be my guess with Dylan Gunther. Yeah, you know, he could play third line minutes and they could still give him power play opportunity. But the other thing that we've talked about a lot on this show is, is this the right environment for Dylan Gunther to grow in? Is he going to struggle because maybe the players he's playing with and not have the kind of success that you would 
you would want him to have and build the kind of confidence. I don't know. There, when I when I look at the pros and cons, there are a lot more cons to me to keeping Dylan Gunther on the team this season. Yep, absolutely. Craig, what timeline can we expect to hear the rosters for Saturday and Sunday? I know people who are attending those games are probably curious to know. Obviously, Group 2 is on the ice right now, so there's still the rest of this day to get through. But when do you expect us to hear a roster announcement? Well, I was hearing that they'll release it a little later today, so not surprising, of course. They've got two games on this weekend, so they got to sort that out. But we should be getting something fairly soon. And not that I'm going to share it with people because they were complaining about the roster I put on Twitter yesterday that it was too blurry. So, you know, I may not share, I may not share it with them after all. <laughs> Did you see the comment? Which comment? The one um, Roaring Fork had. The, I get Craig and Petey's point, but I do remember the same argument against guys like Lucas Raymond last year. Yeah, well, we're not saying it can't happen. I mean, there have There's been instances where guys yeah. come up. But, but to Craig's point and what exactly was it, he's got to blow it out of the water. Like he's got to be, oh, my. Like, like we, we, uh, example, even last year when we first started doing this show, we said Barrett Hayton probably needs to go to Tucson for the entire year. We said it for weeks going into training camp, probably going to be down in Tucson. And guess what? He was really, really good. He was physically more mature than we had expected him to be. He was physical. He was providing offense. We go, wow, Barrett Hayton was really good. He just worked his way onto the team. Then he got hurt. So, yeah, it's absolutely positive, but possible to do that. But you have to be exceptional. The bar is set even higher for a player like that in a situation like this. Yeah, and I, I want to point something out, too. And this, this is not a criticism, but I see a lot of people on social media saying, well, I think that Dylan Gunther is ready for this. I think, honestly, none of our opinions matter. And we're not the guys who are paid to evaluate. We're not the guys that. who are trained to evaluate these players. Those guys are internal in this organization. And I'm telling you right now, there are a lot of concerns about putting him in this situation. There are a lot of concerns. Again, like Petey just said, he's going to have to blow them out of the water to make this roster. Right. Absolutely. Well, Craig, do you have any other updates from training camp day two? I know you'll have a recap later that we'll post on social. Um, obviously, you have plans to talk to Coach Turney in a little bit, but anything else you would like to share from the ice den? Nothing right now. I'll have a camp report a little later on, but are, are you guys throwing me off before you No, do you want to stay? I didn't know if you had to go like yesterday. I don't have to go. Okay, then, then <laughs> hang around. Hang around because we're going to dive into our uh, fun Friday segments here. I know Petey is teeing up for a classic Petey rant about something. Um, so fun topics to talk about. Um, but before we do, last night I actually, so I, you know, we were on the show at 11 a.m. I was here all day, left, wow. came back to produce the D-backs post-series, um, which they do a great job if you're a baseball fan. Definitely check out PHNX D-backs. But we were watching the game and I, it was late and I, Got on one of our recliner chairs and fully reclined it with our giant TVs watching the end of the game. And I thought, you know, if I have to come back to work at nine o'clock at night, but I get to lay in a recliner recliner with a cup holder and a tray. Did you fall asleep? And I a did charger. Not. And a charger. And a phone charger. A built in. Built into the chair. <laughs> Petey, uh, Petey, you know what would happen if you and I did that? We'd yeah. fall asleep. But, well, we're going to be watching some <laughs> yeah. Coyotes games there, so... <laughs> Get, uh, good thing we have a Keurig and get you guys yeah, some caffeine. I, um, I can see the chairs right here, right now, and I'm ready. I know. Maybe after, grab a, I'll grab a Four Peaks and uh, join you in the in the chair there. But uh, thank you to More Furniture for hooking up our entire studio with 
amazing furniture, not just those recliners. If you've seen shows in our other studio, those chairs and the tables, everything, our office chairs, more furniture really hooked us up. And if you're looking to get new furniture for yourself, for your home, for your office, check out their fall sale at morefurniture.com. And if you're continuing to decorate, if you're in that vibe, you should check out foco.com. We haven't talked about foco Foco in a while, but you know, they have the best Arizona merchandise. They have officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. Crocs are in. They're back. They're back. Uh, This week, they have brand new Cardinals hoodies for you Cardinals fans out there. It's the ultimate loungewear, similar to a Snuggie. You know, it's the first day of fall. Yeah, that's what I need. I need a Snuggie. Yeah. You know how humid it is out there? Well, here, but not in a month or two. Wait, I miss football weather like that where you could put on a Snuggie or a hoodie. I miss it. <laughs> Sean is nodding and sighing oh, in the, the back. I know. It, there's nothing like it. Um, head on over to foco.com for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. All right. PD, you had something you wanted to talk about. And I'm going to hand it over to you. See, and I know this isn't appropriate. And I know there's like we have plenty of people that are coming in just for the hockey chat. So this is the time where you can tune off for a minute and grab yourself a Four Peaks beer from the fridge. Because I had a little problem. And now we know my anxiety level runs a little hot. And I have things bother me more than they bother more people, other people, right? So I flew home two days ago. I had two three and a half hour flights because the connections. It was a long day. Unfortunately, between my two flights, I did not get a chance to eat because one plane was late and the other one was early. I had to go from one plane to the other. No lunch. Again, that's fine. That's my problem. The two people in the seats, I was the window. The people in seats B and C were already seated. I sat down and they had brought food from outside of the plane inside to the plane. Okay. To their seats and they were eating again what kind of food that's the problem okay <laughs> so i get it i get it people are hungry i get it right but when you're going with an egg salad or a chicken salad sandwich <laughs> on a plane when you're sitting next to somebody and then then for so the the, the problem here is the smell this is i, I want to have a courtesy courtesy level of your fellow flight Partner, right? I don't know what we're <laughs> gonna call each other. They're a seat mate. We sit. We're touching elbows. I don't know if that's an appropriate food choice prior to takeoff. And then the bigger issue is you don't finish it and throw it away. No, because that would be too. I'm sitting there thinking, eat the damn thing, throw the wrapper out. Maybe I can survive. But no, let's wrap it in the brown paper. So clearly it wasn't from a restaurant because you didn't get it at a restaurant. Let's wrap it and let's put it in the pocket in front of my seat and let it let it sit there for three and a half hours. <laughs> That's where my problem comes in. And I just want to know if I'm just the pain in the ass. No. Don't, don't recline your no. seat. The, those days are over, by the way. Don't recline your yeah. seat. Don't. Nobody can. We all get it. It's part of the – they should not let them recline because if you recline it, you're screwed. Like, there's no room. These seats are so tight. So please don't recline. That's one. Don't bring in smelly food. Have a little bit of courtesy. Like, just don't. Can we not do that? Am I overreacting to this situation? It was a three and a half hour flight. There's, I think there's, there should be an unspoken rule, but clearly it should be spoken. Totally. I think it's totally fine to bring food on planes, especially long flights, but you have to commit to bringing a non-smelly food, like a turkey sandwich, maybe. 
Yeah, that doesn't really smell. Bring the, the Four Peaks ch chicken tendies. Like that's not smelly. Yeah. And then even if it is smelly, because I I, I understand people's food choices are different. Throw the shit out. Yeah. Throw when the, out. when this when the yes. flight attendants come, you got to give me a throw little reprieve. Get thrown out. Like, I'll never even bring a banana oh, on a plane oh, because. It's, oh, it's, it's, oh my God, a it's the heater. Hey. Cheers. Hey. Another photo bomb. And, and if they could only hear what we're talking about yeah. and how intelligent this conversation oh, So, anyway, boy. it's just, I, I was just ranting. And then to top it all off, the gentleman of this couple, because I'm at the aforementioned window, I am also tired because it's a long day. And grumpy, but that's nothing new. Windows, literally every window shade is down, entire plane. He leans over and said, hey, can you put up the shades so we can see where we're going? What do you mean, see where we're it's going? Clouds. It's oh, a cloud. Oh, my God. That is the the, the, the audacity. <laughs> like, wait, wait. The see audacity. where we're going? First off, if you got the window seat, you own the you window. Own you, you own the window. You get the control. Completely yeah. agree. I will say I think it's a little bit of a dick move when you're landing and or taking off. Totally fine. Yeah. Oh, he's a little kid. Yeah. And he wants to see the, yeah. the, the um, Grand Canyon. You're a grown-ass adult. But, but yeah, he's take a, off and can we see where we're exception. going, buddy? Like, what do you want to see? The it's clouds, clouds. <laughs> right? That's so, it. It's clouds in the sky. It's, and I'm trying to watch my iPad. Three thousand miles. Trying to watch my iPad with the sun coming through above the clouds, and I'm going. I can't see my goddamn show now, so I got to cover it. So this guy, two seats away, can see where we're going with his egg salad sandwich. <laughs> you know God, I was need. happy to get home. I go, okay, I'm need. done. Sorry. We need a graphic. We need Petey's plane pointers. Yes. Yeah, what's sorry. Allowed and what I appreciate you guys letting me rant, and we did see no, Bob and Matt. I agree with all of those points. With all of those points. You're dead on with all of them. I had, I had to fly cross-country with some dude who decided to get onion dip. Onion dip. And he's sitting right next to me. And it, and this is, it was like you talked about too. This was a slow process. I'm going to eat a little bit. I'm going to put it away. I'm going to eat a little more. No. So it was the entire flight. No, see, again. Onion just wafting into my nose. It was. Horrible. I will caveat, Craig. When we used to fly together on the team charter, literally it's almost the opposite. But that's how much different can I, because everyone yeah, knows each other. How much can I piss the guy off next to me? Like that's the challenge. <laughs> like what can I eat beforehand so I might have some stomach issues going into a three-hour flight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, you're going to deal with that, Bronco. So you, you, you want to pin the guy against the wall with some difficult oh. opportunity. Yeah, oh. so that's fine. Totally different situation. Here. Take your shoes off. I don't care if you're walking around barefoot in the charter. Cause no, no, that's another one. Don't can't do it on another plane. plane. Leave your socks on. Leave your socks on. Yep. Leave your shoes on. Yeah. Please. Okay, I'm done. But are we going to <laughs> the next Friday thing? Continues to talk. Can we go to the next Friday thing? Sure. Because this this thing. Yeah. The, the bench because this ties into it. Okay. Just so, lead us. So, lead us there. So. Now I can tie into my plane rant into my Friday weekend binge because I had binges interruptus. Binges because, interruptus. Because so I, I had flights. I had two flights going east. I had two flights going home. On the flights going east, Craig knows about The Sinner. It's a USC show, The Sinner. You can find it uh, on streaming as well. Unfortunately, season four is not streaming yet. On my American Airlines flight, Lo and behold, season four was there. Wow. Money. I started it on the first three-hour flight. I've continued it on the second three-hour flight. I have three episodes to go. No problem. I'll watch them on the way home. Delta does not have 
the USA Network, or Sinner. So here I am with three episodes to go in this high-stress drama, and I'm screwed. I got no. I don't know what I do. Like, I'm stuck. It's nowhere to be found on streaming. I could pay for it, but I'm, I know it's $2 an episode, so I probably should pay for it, but it's the principle. So now I'm stuck. So that's my <laughs> weekend binge. It's Binge Us, Interrupt Us, The Sinner Season 4, that will be on Netflix at some point with Bill Pullman. Oh, that was phenomenal. I'm going to have binges interrupt us of a different type this weekend because I'm going down to Tucson on Saturday. So I won't be binging on anything. But I know Lee and I are both watching The Handmaid's Tale. And have you started, by the way, have you start, started watching the new Star Wars series? I asked you about this. I think you I asked, asked me yesterday. And no, I Every day, Craig texts me, have you watched it yet? No, I have not. It's on my list. I, it's, but there's three episodes waiting. And then the next one isn't until the 28th. So I have some time to watch them but no i haven't it's on my list and i am caught up on the handmaid's tale very good i I am not down now it's crazy how tv viewing has changed entirely our habits have changed entirely i can't wait a week now well that's like pd not being able to wait for the three episodes drives me crazy i want to watch the whole thing in a week i just want to get it done yeah there's just too much time in between it's completely changed our viewing habits Although I think for me, the one week at a time thing works because I'm generally very busy and I actually don't have as much time to watch TV as I once so did. Apparently, we are not busy, Petey. That's, that's what <laughs> I'm not saying that. That was, that was the subtext. That was not. I. Yeah. Just, anywho, anywho, um, the once a week thing works well for me, especially like the House of the Dragon. It's great that it's yeah. you know every Sunday night. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Um, so I'll have to make it back from Tucson in time. To catch that, we Sean, do you have a weekend binge? I don't know if you do, but I do actually. Um, okay. Atlanta season four, the oh. final season of Atlanta, which is honestly like one of the greatest TV shows of all time. I just you have to be a certain kind of person to appreciate it, but it's an amazing show. And then I'm still walk, watching Welcome to Wrexham, and it's not a weekend binge, but next week Bachelor in Paradise premieres, um, and it's the best Bachelor. It show. is the best Bachelor show, and you know why? Because it's similar to Love Island. Yeah. I'm <laughs> telling you. Funny. And, Love and, Island and, is I, peak I, I reality know. TV, and every other reality show wishes they I'm on the plane, Island. and that's the only viewing choice I have, and I'm, I might actually sleep on the plane. Like, really? That's it? <laughs> oh. Do I really need to dial in to Love Island? Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Don't... Green eggs and ham. Don't knock until you try it, I guess. Craig, did you just dramatically look at your watch as a sign you want to get out? I did. Once we started talking about Love Island, I decided exactly. it was time for me to go. Listen, I was y'all before. I was, I thought it <laughs> You're was. You're Love Island too? No, no, no not Bachelor, Love Island. Bachelor. I was never into Bachelor. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was for people with brains that weren't fully developed. But I started watching it and I believe I have a fully developed. Well, I guess I'm only 24, so I still have a year, but. Um, <laughs> I love it. It's it's fascinating. And yes, there is bets in here. I will be on bets um, after this at 12. Um, so binge that. Why don't you? Definitely. Binge bets. I like it. Um, all right. Well, I have one more thing to quickly talk about. Craig, do you need to leave or do you want to stay? It's okay. You can talk about it. It's okay. I've been given permission. Um, so fan- it's fantasy hockey season. We've talked about it a lot. Um, my fantasy league is getting back in action we have one in the discord that's forming and people like to be creative with their fantasy hockey names and last night my friend spencer who watches the show sent me a list of his coyotes related names and it's a long list i'm going to read a few of them because they are so hysterical this is all credit to spencer i did not come up fantasy team names team names okay i did not come up with any of these 
They're very funny, though. So here, if you're looking for some team names that relate to the Coyotes, here we go. Chris Fish in July. Chris Fish in July. Quebec City be hatin'. <laughs> <laughs> be hatin' with a... Love that it. one. Be period hatin'. Yep. Love it. Um, Kicked in the Gostisberries. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, Stetcher him off. No regret skis. <laughs> uh... No chicks, Boyd's only. <laughs> wow. I'm literally, no chicks, Boyd's only. The yeah. Rebuilders, Bill, B-I-L-L. The Rebuilders. I like that. Eat your vegetables. Yep. Cereal Kellers. Schmaltz and vinegar. Cereal Kellers. I don't mind that. Cereal Kellers. Um, Imana and Papa. Uh, let me see you. More. HK till draft day. Oh, Love that one. HK till draft day. Love it. A wee lad. For sure, that's my team. Too coolie for schoolie. (laughs) Don't mind it. So if you're looking for some fantasy Can you put that in the Discord? I'll send it in the Discord. Um, So if you're in there, check it out. It's a really great list. Thank you again, Spencer, for letting me share some of these because they are very clever, very original, and I'm really bad at coming up with clever fantasy names. Now I have a whole list to choose from. Um, and we mentioned the Discord. If you're not a member at gophnx.com, become a member. Gets you access to the Discord, access to Craig's stories. All of the road stuff we talked about stemmed from a story that Craig put up today on the website. So if you haven't checked that out, please, please do. Tons of stuff coming on the website from Craig. And not just Craig, but all the talented writers here at PHNX. So check it out. Become a member. Sign up for an annual membership. Get a shirt from the locker. Or you can try out your first month for just 50 cents if you want to do a month-to-month membership. I also talked about the D-backs show last night. They're actually doing a meetup at Chase Field tonight. Um, So kind of last minute. But if you're looking for something to do on a Friday night, go meet the D-backs crew at Chase Field because with game time, the tickets are literally $13 to go to the D-backs game tonight. This is the last three home Home games the D-backs have this season so you won't be able to see baseball until next spring um i mean there's fall league but mlb baseball that is so they also just released 11 dollar bleacher tickets today on game time so that's why game time's so great because if you're on the fence about going to the game like today they released even cheaper, cheaper tickets. tickets so there's no better place to buy tickets cheaper. than game time we encourage you to go to the D-backs meetup tonight. Check out PHNX underscore D-backs on Twitter for more information about that. Um, but Game Time is the, it's the hottest new ticketing site, and it makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. There's some people in the chat who are going to the games in Boise and Tulsa. And that's awesome. Th- that's all on Game Time. Um, so check it out. Not just sports, but concerts and shows. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy at last minute. Great for all the procrastinators out there. If you love PHNX, then you'll love Game Time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in our description. So scroll on down and buy your tickets there. And we encourage you to buy Coyotes tickets there as well because you're not going to find anything cheaper. I think that's it. Any other uh, final notes? See in Tucson. You're pushing your chair back ready to go. A lot of pumpkin porter. It's almost noon. I got to either fill up or go home, one or the other. And I guess we're going to Tucson. We're going to Tucson. We'll be there Sunday. So if you're headed down, let us know. Come up, say hi. Please um, say tweet hi. Tweet at us. Let us know in the members only Discord. We we know we, a lot of people have told us already, but um, yeah. but let us know. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll have full coverage of the game on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel as well as PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter. So lots of good stuff. Craig, anything else before we head out? Looking forward to the donuts. Absolutely. Can't wait. <laughs>
You can get donuts Saturday night at Four Peaks and then Sunday in Tucson. Oh, Truly. There we just go. <laughs> Pumpkin porter cheesecake. Oh, it's going to be a good eating and drinking weekend. Buddy. I'll tell you right now. I wonder if that's on tap right now. I might go pumpkin porter cheesecake for lunch. Absolutely. Oh, um, thank you all so much for watching. If you're coming on Sunday, we'll see you Sunday. If not, we'll be back. Well, we'll actually be live on Sunday as well. So while you're watching football or baseball, tune into the PHX Sports YouTube to catch our post-game show of sorts um, for that Coyotes preseason game. And then we'll be back live Monday as well at 11 a.m. So subscribe to our YouTube Follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms as well. And follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everyone, and we'll see you Sunday.